Welcome, beautiful souls. I'm your guide, Kato. I am a wild woman, spiritual teacher, and evolutionary astrologer. This is where I share my astrological wisdom, spiritual insights, and embodiment practices so you can live a more fulfilled life. I am here to usher you into your highest self and expand your consciousness. Welcome to As Above, So Below. Hello, beautiful angel beings. Welcome to another episode on the As Above, So Below, the podcast. I am your host, Kato. And today I'm sitting in this space with Alicia, who is a transformation embodiment and conscious marketing coach from Australia. She's an erotic writer, creative muse, a spiritual teacher, and a woman of many facets who encourages others to tap into their true, powerful energy. I really love this conversation. We talk about what it means to be a woman in the world in 2022. We talk about flaky masculine energy versus toxic feminine energy, but also how we can find God through sex, which is a super juicy, yummy topic. And towards the end, she shares about the yep yum ritual which is a a way to find a deeper connection more intimacy in your sex life so without further ado let's just dive in i'm so excited hello beautiful goddess babe welcome on the show hello thank you thank you for having me i'm so excited for you to be here because today we'll talk about like one of my favorite topics which is tantra polarity business etc um but before we dive in i would love to introduce you to my audience so astrologically speaking you're a libra sun a gemini rising and a cancer moon and you've got like a bunch of planets in scorpio which makes complete sense why you do the work that you do um (laughs) but you are professionally a writer you are a woman's embodiment and conscious marketing coach um i see or i noticed on your instagram that you write a lot about sex about polarity work about embodiment work i'm such a huge fan of your work because what I like about it is that you use like humor you use like you're very informative um it's just like such a joy you know you're very like honest and authentic and unapologetic and I'm just like yes girl that's exactly what I'm all about as well um but I just wonder like how is it that this ties all into like the the business world as well um what makes marketing conscious for example Mm -hmm. Mm. thank you thank you for giving my little rundown there (laughs) um yeah I I feel like I do all the things you know there's not it's not just polarity work that I do or tantric work that I do either it's a whole range of things because I love I love so much like there is just so much of me that (laughs) I love to give and also help other women tap into for themselves. Um, and not just women, like I personally work with just women now, but there are still so many men that follow me and are inspired by my work. And I find that the conscious business and conscious soul marketing side really just comes from my passion for not only working for myself and doing things that I love to do as work, but just for 
the new paradigm of consciousness, I think it really calls for people to not work jobs that they hate and not even try and mold themselves into a paradigm that wasn't created for them. You know, I, I do a lot of work on this with clients one-on-one and then also in a couple of my containers, um, really talking about this, you know, we come into this conscious space or we really go on this entrepreneurship journey and we immediately try and mold ourselves into something again, straight away, because entrepreneurship and solid business requires you to create a whole new paradigm and be something that you've never seen before. If you're here to make a change on this earth and live out your soul mission, you're probably going to be doing something that you've never seen before. And that is terrifying to some people. So I try and blend that into my work as well, because I think it's really important for people to know that they can create anything and they don't need to follow any rules because if you're going into this entrepreneurship journey and you're wanting to create something of your own, then why would you try and mold yourself again to look like that girl on Instagram that you follow or that feminine coach or that tantric master? Like, why would you come into a new space and then try and mold yourself again? Mm -hmm. You know, there just needs to be no rules. We need to play and have fun and make Mm -hmm. creation and creating the, the top priority, the top goal versus all the other things that people prioritize. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you really value authenticity. Like that that is mm. being reflected back into your work as well. Yeah, totally. Totally. I really just like to have fun with my work and I'm just such a creative. Like I I think above all, like yes, I'm a writer and a coach, but I just love to create. Like I'm just a creative person. And I never thought I was growing up. I never imagine myself to be creative at all and I think over the last like five years of my life really I've just been like no I love to create I love to have fun with life I love to have fun with all the little gadgets and things that we now have access to and just make things playful instead of Mm -hmm. trying to force myself to be some professional coach who has all the answers it's like I'm actually a human (laughs) and I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. So yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that, that you're a natal chart. You've got your sun in the fifth house in Libra, right? And your North node is right on your sun. So like you're kind of Mm -hmm. like meant to step more in that role of like creativity and self-expression and just like have fun. You know, this is the area in which you are meant to shine. This is also your purpose in that sense. And then Leo rules the third house, Uh, So this is another area in your life where you're meant to shine. And this is really all about like writing, learning, communication, right? So I love that, like how your creativity and your writing skills are, you you kind of merge those together. And I really see that being reflected on your Instagram. Like it has been such a joy following that. And I find it also quite authentic about like what you post is literally like no shame. There's no taboo. It's just like, here I am, (laughs) love it or not. It's all good. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep on flowing, keep on like showing Mm -hmm. up. And yeah, it's been really inspiring. Yay. Yeah. I don't give two shits. (laughs) I never really have. Like I've always been a really outspoken, authentically speaking person. So Mm -hmm. that's just carried on throughout my life. And now it's a 
big part of my work and helping other people do it because mm-hmm. I never realized how shut down women, like especially with their voices and believing in themselves and just everyone in general, humans, like we've just been really conditioned and suppressed and don't believe in our voice and don't believe in what we want and who we are. So I think that's why we have teachers like yourself mm-hmm. as well who remind people of their power, remind people that they can be all parts of themselves. You don't need to mm-hmm. be what you thought society wanted you to be. Like you're you're an adult now, you can <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, absolutely. When I look at my life and my business, I basically created a business that is like that didn't really exist here in Belgium. So I'm originally from Belgium, but I travel around the world quite a lot. And internationally, we see like more astrologers coming up, especially like in this uh, age of Aquarius and and yeah, after COVID and all of that. But like in Belgium, it's just like still such a taboo to like do this work, to be a spiritual mm-hmm. teacher, to be a guide, to be a mentor, to work with astrology, tantra, all of that. They're just like, can you really like make money with that? Like, how do you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can actually become really successful. Like I love and it's also being reflected in my um, natal chart is like merging like business with spirituality. And that's like my unique gift that I love to share with the world. And I think like what you and I both have in common is that we are both like very like multidimensional. We're not just like one thing, one expression. Mm-hmm. And you shared that so beautiful as well. Uh, is that the feminine has like all these different layers, all these different expressions. You're not meant to mm-hmm. be just like one identity, one layer. And that's what I wanted to ask you as well. Like how, or what, what does it mean to be a woman in the world in 2022? Mm, that's, that's such a big question. How can I even <laughs> answer that? We're going deep um, here, baby. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's no other way. I think for me, Being a woman in 2022 really is about reclaiming. Like that is a really big word that comes to mind because all of the work that I do, that I know that you do, that so many other teachers do, is about accessing parts of you that have always been there, that you're designed to access, right? It's like your blueprint, versus trying to teach ourselves and teach other people to learn more, to be able to do more, to succeed at more and achieve more. It's always like you're almost like the story that we've been taught is that we're not enough as we are and we need to learn more and then make money off of those talents that we had to really study really hard to learn versus I think being a woman in this day and age right now with this feminine leadership on the rise is actually accessing what we already have within us and claiming that to be okay because we've always been taught that it's not okay it's not okay to be a woman and to speak up it's not okay to be a woman and be sexually empowered you're only allowed to be perceived as sexy for a man's pleasure like how dare you be empowered in your own sexuality you know we're here to reclaim all of those parts of us that have almost been like torn off our bodies and like 
leaking our energy out. It's about reclaiming our energy within ourself, within our own body and being proud of all of those facets. Like you talked about, you know, really being proud of all of the different parts of who we are, the emotional side, the sensitive side, the side that might be traumatized, the side that loves to be taken care of, the side that loves to make money, the side that loves to go deep into spiritual practice. And then the other side that loves to just be like a whore, like there are so (laughs) many different parts to women. And I think in this day and age, it's just every woman's goal right now should just be reclaiming what's already what she knows is already within her and then, you know, using tools and mentors and all the beautiful things that we have to get us tapped into that space, not, not searching outside of ourselves to learn and be more like quote unquote, be more. We don't have to be more. We just have to strip off some of the layers that are actually suppressing our true nature. And we will find that underneath it all is, who we're meant to be and we can just live such a more empowered life from that space Mm -hmm. yeah it's basically looking at like how can we empower ourselves how can we reclaim back our power yeah I love that Mm -hmm. so to talk about masculine and feminine energy maybe like do a little like recap for like people who have no clue what that is about um but I would love to discuss with you like how does that show up in in business versus relationships as well Mm, I feel like masculine and feminine are just such hot topics right now like everyone is just using using those words and throwing it around like crazy and I think everyone within their own body is going to find what each of those words mean to them. I, you know, I learn from John Wyland, who is just like the goat and the OG of this masculine feminine work in our day and age. I feel like um, if people are listening and don't know who John Wyland is, you need to go and listen to some of his talks because he's really who I learn from the most with this talk like with this language but I think as we feel and learn these teachings we then embody them within ourselves in our own unique way same as Mm -hmm. anything we learn right like we we learn it in someone else's translated language and then we feel it in our body and we go about the world embodying it in our own way and for me and for my clients and for the whole like business mixed with relationship and just you know the word polarity is what just comes to mind because that really is what the dance of the masculine and feminine is it's what tantra is all about you know the the yin and the the yang you know the complete opposites of one another the shadow and the light it's really like the the thing that is underneath so many spirituality teachings, but we've just been afraid, I think, to use language like Tantra. People still think Tantra only means sex and that's not true at all. It can relate to sex, of course, Mm -hmm. but it can also relate to, you know, your shadow, your unconscious mind and your conscious mind. It can relate to you and your business. It can relate to so many aspects of life. I think that the base understandings of 
you know, what the feminine is, is really <laughs> the feminine is almost everything. Like she is so much, there is so much firing, moving, changing, transformative energy that is the feminine. And we all have that within us. We've all got this emotional wave and our personalities are changing and we're growing through life. Life is very feminine. Like it's Mm -hmm. always changing. Mm -hmm. And the masculine side on the other end of that, you know, within us and within everyone else and within life is the part that is not changing at all. The part that is really sturdy and stable and in my words, I believe that my masculine is really my self-belief. Like he is this part of me that that knows who I am at the core and knows that I deserve to take up space. And he reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. And my feminine, on the other hand, is always changing depending on environment and mood and you know, relationships and business and all these things that are making me move up and down. And my cycle as a woman too is very feminine. I'm always changing, but my masculine is just this part of me that is sturdy and structured and knows that we're here to take up space and knows that we are deserving and knows that we can believe in ourselves and that we have something to offer to the world. And I mean, masculine energy in general is the opposite of the feminine. It's very still and it's very grounded and it's very um, just sturdy in the way that it's not changing and it can hold space for all that is changing. So my masculine side is the part of me that doesn't judge my feminine. It's the part of me that doesn't judge how I shift and change, how my mood changes, how my energy changes, how my relationships change, how my business needs to change. My masculine is just this part of me that witnesses and observes with no judgment and will always be there and not abandon my feminine. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of one way of explaining it, but there are so many different ways that I feel like you can explain masculine and feminine energy. Like I would have a whole, I'm a very wordy person, obviously I I write. (laughs) So I just, I have a million words in my head and it's dependent on the time frame that we have for however much needs to come out. But yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Like one of your most recent posts was about flaky masculine energy. And, you know, that it's also like for us women or having a feminine core that, you know, how that also shows up in our relationships. And like, if you want to sign up for a coach or a mentor, but then you just ghost them or you just say, you know, flaky as fuck, you know, that was a big eye opener for me. And I was like, oh my God, I do that. And I hate it when people do that to me as well. You know, Mm -hmm. they're reflecting back to me (laughs) my own shit. (laughs) So I love like how we can also like use, you know, these masculine and feminine energies basically in any area of our lives. And like how to, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in in finding a balance between those two because it's kind of impossible. It's kind of like a dance, right? It's kind of like a pendulum going from one side to the other. But it's more about that journey of integrating both energies and knowing like when am I operating more for my masculine 
and when more for my feminine and how can I switch that? Like what practical tools can I use on a daily basis um, to become more aligned, become more centered? Um, so yeah, it's, it's super, super interesting. So we talked a little bit about flaky masculine energy in that sense. I would love it if you if you could share more about that. But I'm also very curious to hear your thoughts on toxic feminine energy, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you said about it. Not really, like we can't really find a balance between the two. It really is a, a dance. And I think when we come into a space like this, we learn these terms and we become so harsh on ourselves to like nail them, like to get them right, because that's how our brain has been conditioned, you know, through school and university and whatever teachings that we've gone through, we learn something. We want to try and like excel at it really, really well. And with Tantra and embodiment work, it's like, you're going to always fail at that. (laughs) It's about the integration. Like you said, knowing, what feels masculine and feminine in your body and the more embodiment work that we do mm-hmm. the more obviously in our bodies we are going to be the more in tune with ourselves we're going to be so mm-hmm. we're going to be able to learn what energy is necessary and needed at each time you're going to become more sensitive to everything around you tantra is really about resensitizing yourself to energy it's it's almost the opposite of what the world does to us where we just desensitize and we have to numb because it's a crazy world out there. Tantra is really about resensitizing yourself and becoming more emotional, becoming more vulnerable. And when we do that, when we become more sensitive, we can really, really tap into energy all around us and within us and we can learn what pole we need to take. And by pole, I mean masculine or feminine, which side of the spectrum we need to be in in that moment for a friend or for a client or for a family member or for just ourselves, what we actually need. So yeah, it's definitely more of an integration than a balance. Um, And I think when it comes to toxic femininity and flaky masculine energy again like there is so many so many things that we could talk about with either either one of those I feel like the toxic yeah the toxic feminine energy I feel is something that women in general like I'm generalizing by, you know, saying women have higher feminine energy. It's not always necessarily true, but our toxic feminine is very, obviously our feminine energy is highly energetic. There's a lot of energy to hold. Like the the feminine is just a lot. That's why women, our biggest wound is like the too much wound. Like we're going to be too much for somebody because we just generally are a lot and that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. So I feel like the toxic feminine side, I feel like has just come through our bodies and through our psyches over the last 10 years because we've been able to have more freedom of speech and we've had centuries of repression and being shut down and having our voices shut down. So, of course, 
that pendulum is going to sway completely the other way. It's going to go the opposite direction where mm-hmm. we want to be in power so badly. The feminine just wants to like stand her ground and take back what's hers, but we have not had the teachings or the right leaders to help us Mm -hmm. step into that in a compassionate way, in a safe way. We more so are just angry. Like toxic feminine energy is just angry. And I, I don't, I don't even like want to judge it anymore. I still see people and very popular podcasts and in the mainstream women just being angry at men and putting men down and putting our counterparts down and putting masculine energy down and just pushing down to try and get on top. And, you know, it, it, it takes time to, I think, forgive the masculine, but Mm -hmm. then, step into our own power at the same time as them taking up space too because there is room for everybody there's Absolutely. yeah there's there's it's not necessary for us to shut men down and suppress men I think everyone every gender however you identify like we just all need to be consciously doing our own unique individual work and when you do that when you really fucking do that you will begin to respect other men you will begin to respect other women you will work through your wounds because you're going to be fucking faced with them and if you don't work through them it it shadows your life and you are angry at the world and you're going to internalize that anger even more. And then you're going to project it onto others and be frustrated at men for taking up space and just want to shut them down. And it's just a constant cycle of trauma. And that's what toxic feminine energy is. It's just, it's just a traumatized wounded version of our feminine who's been repressed and treated like shit that, you know, so she's, allowed to be fucking angry she's allowed to be pissed off but the goal is to mm-hmm. not project that onto men not make it men's fault even though of course some of it is men's fault but some of it is women's fault too some of it's our parents fault like it, there's so many blocks to our trauma yeah. so it's yeah. just about yeah reclaiming your feminine energy and knowing that you're allowed to be angry but try and do that in a safe space that's what embodiment work is really powerful for yeah I love that it's not women's empowerment when we're shitting on men right Mm -hmm. that's not the answer that's not the solution it's about how can we both rise as a collective together right I rise you rise we rise together it's not like them versus we it's like no we're in this together um, so I found this very interesting how you're saying this, cause like what comes up for me when I think of like toxic feminine energy is also like the feminine being very manipulative, right? Being jealous of other women, the sister wound. And yeah. I feel like I've had that as well for a long time, <clears throat> especially like when I was back like in high school. And then when I started doing this work and becoming more interested in Tantra and polarity work, etc., I noticed that I also had a sister wound for sure. And it's really true by doing this work and by coming together as women, you know, doing the work together and being so honest and open and transparent and like how you're feeling and what's been moving through you and 
being able to say like, hey, you trigger me, but you're actually showing something, a part of myself that I have been disowning for so long that mm-hmm. I haven't integrated yet in my personality. And it hurts. Like it's painful to see that you're so embodied in this aspect that I actually crave, that I long to embody as well. So mm-hmm. I feel like for me personally, that has been such a big healing factor, just like building friendships with women that are so like encouraging and uplifting and empowering and that is super super freeing liberating and expansive so I'm very grateful for that I don't know if you resonate with what I just shared Mm, yeah of course I think every single woman has some type of sisterhood wound especially our our generation because we're so open and everything's almost on show not just in a social media sense I don't mean I mean just we're more conscious our our generation is more conscious so we can't really numb and suppress it and just pretend to all be friends with each other like I think maybe our parents generation could have where they just got on with their life they got on with their trauma and they just swallowed everything we're more open so if we do have a sisterhood wound we all act on it we're all very vocal about it I was the same in high school and even up until the start of this year really I still didn't have many female friends at all Um, I didn't have many friends in general though most of my life (laughs) I've always been such a loner Um, I've never really been able to until again like the last year of my life I wasn't able to make friendships at all because I was always yeah very outspoken I think when I was younger I was acting out of my wounding a lot but then also very conscious at the same time so I just couldn't form stable relationships at all um because when you're conscious and you've got all this stuff going on in your head it is so difficult to like be understood by other people and I think that's just what the sisterhood wound is it's just a misunderstanding of feminine energy in others and in ourselves and yeah we've just been taught to compete with one another Mm -hmm. and see other women as competition uh in every regard so it's just what we've been taught and it just Mm -hmm. again it's another piece of the puzzle that we need to slowly do work on you know and it takes time (laughs) like everything else (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely Thank you for sharing that. I would love to talk about sex for you. <laughs> the big question yes. is, how do we find God through sex, right? Like how can, for people who are listening and who are quite like new to the world of Tantra or like already know quite a lot about Tantra, like from a cognitive side of their brain, but like haven't really experienced like the embodiment of Tantra. Like what would you recommend? Like how can we become more embodied how can we start experiencing more tantric sex and working our way to maybe even like a full body orgasm Mm. (laughs) yes sex has always been a big topic for me I've just always loved sex ever since I started having it and I've always been very vocal about it so of course naturally it's found its way into my work um and it's again, one of those things that women have to reclaim for themselves because we've just been taught that everything is about a man's pleasure. And, you know, the clitoris wasn't even fully discovered until 2005, 
which isn't that long ago, like the whole clitoris. We didn't even know what the whole clitoris looked like or the, or the nerve endings and how big it was until 2005 people. Like that's crazy. (laughs) But yeah. So for me, finding God through sex has always, I, I might, I just have a different kind of experience where everyone's experience with sex and finding this work and spirituality through sex is different of course but for me it was always really easy to tap into god and to my spiritual side through sex i found that that was my vehicle like that is really the number one thing that i love on the earth because i feel like it's my most raw state it's my most natural state it's my most pleasured state mm-hmm. i'm most free when i'm in that space I'm most open, I'm most vulnerable because I'm like sharing my my intimate body and my soul and my spirit with another person or however many people you want to have sex with, you know, that is my most vulnerable intimate state. So it's when I'm most open to everything and receiving too, because I, I just think I'm so feminine during sex. I love to receive. Not only do I love to give as well. Like I, I enjoy, I get pleasure from every aspect of sex. Sex is just the best thing in the world, (laughs) but I find that, yeah, for me, it's natural to tap into God or the divine when having sex, because it's just the moment when I'm most present. And I think that's where tantric sex comes in. It's just being completely and totally and wholly intertwined with another human being in the present moment to where everything else disappears and all you have is love and pleasure and fun and freedom and experience and exploration. You know, we don't have many spaces in life, in the matrix, in general, where we can be that open and intimate and vulnerable and pleasured. We just don't like being in that sexual energy with another person who you trust is so liberating and so freeing for your soul and for your spirit because you get to bring whatever you want to the table, to the room. Like you get to bring any type of energy to the experience and let it move you. And I think, you know, a practical tip to have tantric sex, if that's what you want to be calling it, is really being in the present moment with your breath and feeling not only your body, but the other person's as well. So like I was saying, even before Tantra is just about resensitizing ourselves, like becoming more sensitive. And that's what Tantric sex is as well. That's what the whole practice is about for the man and for the woman is to become more sensitive because we've all been desensitized. You know, women's pussies have been desensitized through the use of vibrators and through the the act of being penetrated too quickly and through not pleasuring themselves and not even like touching themselves, not knowing what their vagina even feels like for themselves. You know, we have shut down and desensitized our bodies 
through trauma and we just become more numb and men on the other hand have been taught to almost do the same thing because they've had to learn to just perform and to fuck her really good just like the guys in porn do so they're just going really hard they're going really fast they're not connected to their cock they're not connected to how things feel they're not connected to how her body is energetically responding so I think the number one practical tip is obviously slow down everybody (laughs) everyone just slow down (laughs) but um be with your breath and be with your body so closing the eyes a little bit with your partner or doing a tantric practice beforehand where you do masculine and feminine breathing or you you do breath work together and you tap into your physical body so then when you are in the moment you're both there moving the sexual energy together and Mm -hmm. creating a a dance with it instead of ejaculating really quickly or her having a clitoral orgasm really quickly or it being over in a few minutes and you both just feeling like, oh, cool, we had sex. You know, I think every time you have sex is most meant to be a profound spiritual experience. It's different every time, but I think it's, possible to be so awakened through that and when you said full body orgasm again that is down to sensitivity and that is down to energy and playing with energy and opening your body really that's what that is from and I think just through deep intimacy and knowing yourself and being open to an experience you can have amazing tantric sex even if it if if it doesn't look tantric or it doesn't (laughs) look super spiritual like it doesn't matter what it looks like it's about how you energetically Uh are changing through the experience it's about how it feels right so like Mm. what type of breeding would you recommend like if you do it together like beforehand and do some eye gazing for example to like find connection from heart to heart or like whilst having um that's energetic exchange whilst you're having sex like what type of breathing would that be is it like deep Mm, yeah and eye gazing yeah eye gazing is definitely another must I would say so I'm glad that you mentioned that for anyone listening eye gazing you can have like an orgasm just from staring into your lover's eyes okay (laughs) like it's incredible what you know the eyes really are the window to the soul they just are like nothing turns me on truly the nothing eye gazing is like number one having eye contact with my partner is number one because I think we human beings just want to so badly be seen and then when you actually see one another that's transformative and blend that with sexual energy it's like oh my god (laughs) that is the best thing in the world but yeah as for breathing what to kind of maybe do to start a practice beforehand before sex or even just as a morning practice before you both go to work like whatever um the yab yum position is I think the most intimate. So for people that don't know what that is, basically the the feminine would be 
sitting on top of the man and he's just cross-legged on the floor or on the bed. He's just sitting there cross-legged and the feminine um, just wraps her legs around his torso and you're both kind of facing one another. So it's a really intimate position. Mm -hmm. You're looking at each other. You can't run, you can't hide, like your faces are right there. (laughs) Um, And Starting with that and maybe just eye gazing with that would be great if you've never done any type of practice with your partner. Um, So then you don't need to complicate it with like all these other things. But if you want to start doing some breath work as well, then a practice that I learned from a tantric workshop that I went to um, is breathing you know, masculine and feminine breathing. So he would basically be breathing in and receiving the feminine into his heart. Mm -hmm. And then he would breathe out energetically through his cock. And she would then breathe in and receive through her yoni. And then she would breathe out and give from her heart because the feminine, the heart space is just where we naturally give from if we tap into love as a feminine being we are the best people like you're the best person in the world you're the best person in the room everyone wants to be around you because you're so giving because we just want to fucking give love we really do like that's what we want to do we just give a fuck about love and that's it so when the feminine is breathing out from the heart and gifting her heart and gifting her love that's what men and masculine need to receive the most. Like they don't know how much they need it, to be honest. They don't know how to receive in that way either. So it's a great practice for them to learn how to receive through the heart. And then from him to, yeah, then continue circulating the breath and breathing out through his, his cock space, you know, we're talking energy here. So you don't even need to be having sex and she's then receiving it right back into her yoni space and it continues so you're just energetically tapping into those areas of your body and using your breath as a vehicle to move that energy and you start to kind of sway together like you create this back and forth motion so you can even add a lot of movement into your bodies and of course if you're in yab yum position doing this you're on top of each other so you can feel the energy really really circulating that is like, I think the number one, if the only practice that anyone needs to do really. <laughs> mm, I love that mm-hmm. yum ritual. It's so powerful. Absolutely. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that. Um, what also comes up for me is that you shared it, like never penetrate a woman when she's not ready. And oof, <laughs> that to me is like such a huge turn off when a man does that. And I'm just like, I'm not ready. Like, what are you doing? Like, this feels so unsafe, right? Um, if I think of like other turns offs during sex, I think it would be if I notice that the masculine or my partner is not present with me. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's not there, when he's not like fully in his body, when you, you kind of notice that he's there to like, kind of perform or like kind of like he really wants me to experience so much pleasure which is super beautiful but I kind of see like I see I notice that he's not in his body so what would it be for you like what is a huge turn off for you like sexually or anything that has happened in your previous relationships or connections 
Mm, I think most feminine women would definitely agree with you. And it's like the not presentness. That's definitely, definitely a thing. Um, because we being feminine, um, being chaotic and all over the place, like we really crave to have a present masculine energy around us, even if it's friendships, um, or if we're bringing it back to like business, like you said, like we have to be that grounded masculine for our feminine clients a lot of the time. And, you know, knowing what this masculine energy is, I think that's what we crave in sex. We really crave someone who's there with us, who's not running away and he's not running away from himself either. He's not trying to hide behind a facade of performance or whatever it is. He's just, he's there with us, you know, and he's not afraid to see himself. And I think that's what feminine women crave because we've never really had that from a masculine being. We've never had, we've never really experienced that, you know, most of our, the men in most of our lives growing up have been taught to perform, to just provide in every way, not just sexually. So, and that's a whole nother story I can get into, but I think, yeah, that, that, and I've, the things that I've experienced that I don't like, (laughs) definitely just not prioritizing my pleasure, um, which I haven't obviously thankfully had that in a very long time, but I can think back to just guys that I've been with who genuinely were just immature minded and just wanted to fuck and just wanted to have an orgasm. And my pleasure wasn't even like in (laughs) the question. Like there was no licking my pussy. There was no enjoying me. There was no making sure that I'm really, um, turned on. There was none of that. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Get out. Um, and also one thing that I can think of is when a man really wants you to like look a certain way Mm -hmm. during sex, like he'll like, for example, he'll like push your boobs together to make them look like a certain way because like, obviously that's what he sees. because men are very visual. So that's what he's seen during porn or whatever. And that's what he views as sexy. So like him trying to mold you into being sexy for him is just such a turn off. It's like, let me just experience <laughs> my body as it is. And I think you should be like blessed and grateful to even have yeah. this <laughs> around you, first of all. So yeah, that those are some things. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love it when a man or the masculine can make you feel like such a goddess, you know, who can like look at you so like not afraid to like have a deep, deep eye gazing moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's like when you have that little soul connection. It's such a huge turn on for me because like in that moment, I truly feel seen by the masculine. And essentially that is just all I want. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to be cherished. You know, I want him to make me feel like I'm a goddess and I'm like the most incredible woman in like in his whole life, right? Mm-hmm. That's a massive turn on for me. <laughs> yeah, soul connection in general is a turn on. I think it's number one. <laughs> number one, having that deep soul intimacy with someone just tops any other experience no, always. Is there something mm-hmm. that you find that is like truly sexy 
when a man or your partner does that or say that to you? Uh, what do you mean when he does or says that? Yeah, something like these little moments, like when a man is so present, when he's so grounded, for example, or the way that he walks or the way that he talks or whatever, like sexually or in any area of your life that you're just like, ooh, that's such a big turn on or like that's so sexy. Mm. Oh, like everything. I think men are so hot. <laughs> I just love men. You know, I love men being men. Um, and it's taken a long time to get to this place too. Like I had a lot of hate towards men, just like I had hate towards women. I had hate towards everybody because I was so traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I just, I really love being adored and I love attentiveness so Mm -hmm. if a man remembers little things about me or isn't afraid to express how much he loves to pleasure me or adore me or how special I am to him like he's not afraid to show his heart to me that really turns me on because I just love a man who is in his heart space because I just haven't really experienced that for most of my life I don't think any of us have so yeah, when when I feel a man's heart, that's everything. <laughs> yeah, this is super super beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, it was such a pleasure to like sit in this space and like have this beautiful conversation with you, Alicia. Um, I would love to ask you like, how can people find you on social media on your website, etc.? Like, how can people start working with you? Share us all the details. Yeah, I'm definitely mostly on Instagram, but I'm on like every platform because I'm a social media guru as well. So uh, my Instagram is the Alicia Simone. Uh, if you don't know how to spell that, it's just the and then A L E S H A Simone. Um, there's a lot of ways to spell Alicia. So that's that. And then just Alicia Simone on almost everything else. I'm on Twitter a lot as well. I love Twitter. I do TikTok, not as much anymore, but I'm on there. And I just connect with my community mostly on Instagram and my email list as well. So you can just come and hang out there. I do a lot of erotic poetry. I've got my Patreon, which is all erotic poetry. Um, but you can find everything through my Instagram. That's your best bet to come and hang out with me. <laughs> mm, to come have like a little taste of your energy and your vibe. Mm. Yes, come get the vibe. I'm definitely a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, girl. Thank yes. you so much. Um, I really, really <clears throat> respect you and the work that you do. And yeah, keep spreading your light. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an honor. So my angels, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share it on Instagram. I would love to see your story tags whilst listening to this episode. Just tag me at Caitlin. We would absolutely love to hear which episodes you guys have loved the most. And please also make sure that you leave us a yummy review on the Apple podcast or on Spotify because that means so much to us and it really, really helps us to spread the message of this podcast, to spread it far and near. So thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to see you again in the next episodes. Until then, keep spreading your light. I'll see you soon.